No church can save you. The church are the ones who are saved. They can't save you. They don't shed their blood for you. They can't save you. No church can save you. We are saved when God chooses to speak to us the word of God and we believe that word. At that point, we are born again by God, created into a new creature instantly, born again. But it's not a church that saves us. When I was 15 years old, I went forward at my aunt's church, Church of Christ, and was baptized in water. I didn't want to go to hell. And as a 15-year-old girl, what I thought I was hearing the preacher say was be baptized. So I did. But I wasn't changed. I wasn't given the Spirit of God. I was exactly like I was before I was baptized, pursuing my own ambition. When I was 37 years old, I was reading a book about sin. And God spoke to me and said, Joan, you know those mistakes you've been making all these years? Those weren't mistakes. Those were sins. And I was shocked. I thought they were mistakes. I was instantly born again, changed into another creature, given the Holy Spirit of God to live in me. A few nights after I was born again, in the night I was sleeping and I was transported into heaven. I was with God, I was with Christ, and I was with the Holy Spirit. I saw no images. It was a spiritual experience. And at that time, I was merged into the body of Jesus, made one with the Word of God. God and the Holy Spirit witnessing. A few nights after this, the exact same thing happened again. I was totally on fire, wanting to go to church, wanting to read the Bible, wanting to know things of God. I think the experience had to do with the call of God that was on my life as an apostle prophet. As some people don't know that there are apostles and prophets in the churches today. I recommend you read Ephesians chapter 4. After Jesus arose, he gave to the church some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Multiple apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Not just one, some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. He set 
his ministers into the church from heaven. He had been crucified. The New Testament church was established after Jesus arose from the dead. After God raised him from the dead and took him into heaven, he from heaven established the New Testament church. If you are a minister of Jesus, he has somehow communicated that to you. And he teaches you how to do the ministry. I have seen so many men who are not ministers of God. They think they are. They went to Bible class and they finished Bible class and they think they are ministers. But they don't have any real experience with Jesus teaching them. I've had so many contact me since I've been publishing the blog, wanting me to come supervise them, wanting me to be their supervisor. And every time I say, no, if you're a minister of God, Jesus is your teacher. He is your supervisor. He teaches you what to do. There was one that said he was a pastor, and I was at that time considering what pastors do. And I said, oh, good, you can tell me what pastors do. And he was dumbfounded. He couldn't even answer me. He didn't have any idea what pastors do. Well, I can tell you what apostles and prophets do because God taught me to do the work of the ministry. It took five years to prepare me. From the time I was born again in 1975 until God made it clear what I was to do in 1980. In 1980, I was asleep in the night when I was awakened by a very loud trumpet-like voice speaking three words to me. Hartford, Seattle, KWJS. I jumped out of bed. The letters KWJS seemed obvious to be call letters to either radio or television. I wrote them down on a notepad so I couldn't mix it up. I looked and found it to be a radio station. And I said to God, Are you telling me to go on radio? I wouldn't know how to do that. And I heard, call the radio station manager. Now, not in an audible voice. It was simply the Holy Spirit bringing to my mind what to do. Call the radio station manager. So that same morning, I called KWJS and ask to speak to the station manager. And I said, God might be showing me to go on radio. How would you do that? His reply, make an audition tape 29 and a half minutes long and send it to me 
If you fit our broadcasting, we will offer you a contract. When I got off the phone, I got my recorder, my recording equipment, my kitchen timer, set it for 29 and a half minutes, and began recording. That same morning, I took it to the mail and put it into the United States mail and sent it to the station manager. Within five days, I was broadcasting exhortations to the church on radio station KWJS. And during the five years between the time I was born again and the time I was put on radio in 1980, five years, God took me through the entire Bible and showed me many passages of Scripture and taught me. God did the same thing with Paul. For three years, he taught Paul. Jesus teaches us today by his Holy Spirit. John chapter 14, verse 26. Jesus says when the Comforter comes, that's the Holy Spirit, he will teach you all things. And he will remind you of everything that I have said to you. John chapter 16, verse 13, he tells us two more things that the Holy Spirit does for us, each of us, every believer, not just ministers, but every believer. He guides you into all truth, and he shows you things to come. So those are four things the Holy Spirit does for every believer. John chapter 14, verse 26. John chapter 16, verse 13. Pam Paget was raised Catholic. When she was in junior high school or senior high school, one of the two, one of her classmates was killed on a motorcycle. She had never before considered anyone her age could die. And instantly into her heart, there came the knowledge, the concept, God was her only hope. The Catholic Church could not save her. And that's the way it is with everyone. No church can save you. The church are the people who have been born again by God. They can't save you. Only Jesus can save you, the Word. The Word can save you. The Word comes to you just like with Pam. It was a concept. Only God could save her. So she called on God. She was terrified. And she asked God to save her. If there was any way he could save her, please save me. And she noticed after that prayer that there was something of God in her. Something of God had come into her. She didn't know what it was. It was years 
before she saw a scripture that showed her what it was in her that was of God. She was reading in the Bible and in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, she saw this scripture. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? The Holy Spirit of God teaches us. Teaches us all things. I believe he teaches us both spiritual things and secular things. At the time I was born again, I owned a small business in American Indian Arts. After I was born again, I would pray and ask God to have the Indian artist make the item that I needed to buy for my shop. And then when I got to the reservation, I would pray for God to show me the piece of jewelry that I should buy for my shop. And then en route home to Dallas, I would pray and ask God to send the angels out to bring the people into the store to buy the items. So I ran my business by faith in God. To me, God was very real, and he helped me continually. As I read the Bible, certain verses would stand out to me, and I knew to take those verses and meditate on them until I could actually do what they said to do. Over and over and over, I would follow Scripture by the Spirit of God. When I say by the Spirit of God, he would show me certain scriptures to work on. Romans chapter 8 verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Shortly after I was born again, my best friend came to me and said, Joni, you have to go to church. And I said, I do? She said, yes. She and her husband were attending a small church in Dallas called Believer's Chapel. The ministers, the pastors at that church were professors at Dallas Theological Seminary. So I went with Donna and Hal to church. I went to every church service that they had at church. The pastor at that time was teaching a doctrine about speaking in tongues, and he was teaching that tongues are of the devil. One day I was reading the Bible, and I saw a verse at the end of 1 Corinthians 14 where the Apostle Paul said, Wherefore, brethren, covet to prophesy and forbid not to speak 
with tongues. That's verse 39. At the church I was attending, they were forbidding you to speak with tongues and teaching that tongues were of the devil. I knew immediately I would not return to a church that was teaching something opposite to a scripture. The Bible is the thing we were to follow. I knew that. The New Testament Bible. One day, Donna and I were riding along the highway. She was driving. And I said, oh, by the way, Donna, did you know Paul said, forbid not to speak with tongues? And she just literally pulled off the side of the road and said, where is that in the Bible? Show me. Well, I had a little Bible in my purse that I always carried with me, and I showed it to her. And she said, well, that is what he said. She said, now let's go over to my house and look at this scripture in every one of the translations that we have. So we looked it up in every translation, and in every translation it said the same thing, forbid not to speak with tongues. And I said to Donna, well, I'm not going back to that church. They're teaching things that are against the Bible. And she said, well, I'm not going either. We didn't have to stop and think about this. It was clear to us we were not going to go to a church that was teaching exactly the opposite thing from the Bible. And for the next 40 years, I would attend churches and hear the ministers speaking opposite things from the Bible. And God showed me 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Before Jesus returned, there would be a falling away. And God said to me, the falling away are not people leaving the churches. The falling away are the churches leaving the scriptures. It's the end time apostasy in the churches that must come before Jesus returns. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. And that's what I saw for the next 45 years. Preachers preaching things that weren't in the Bible. When I would call them the next day and ask them where it was in the Bible that they were teaching, two of them said exactly the same thing. I can't remember. And with both of those men, I said, it's very important to me to know this, so please would you look it up and tell your secretary and have her call me. And then both of them got very angry and said, all right, it's not in the Bible. They knew it wasn't in the Bible. They lied to me. They acted as if they just couldn't remember, but they knew. They knew it wasn't in the Bible, what they were teaching. It may have just been that one scripture that they were teaching wrong. But the point is this. 
If a preacher reacts like they reacted, he has no repentance. He's not sorry he taught that wrong. It wasn't a mistake. It wasn't accidental. It was deliberate teaching. And that is Antichrist in the churches today. And they are in mass all over the world. I know Antichrist is working throughout the entire world. Antichrist is a spirit, just like the devil is a spirit. Antichrist teaches the opposite from the word of God. Antichrist. It is the end-time apostasy that had to come before Jesus can return, and he will destroy the Antichrist churches. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 8 through 12. When Jesus returns, and then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they received not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. It is the word of God who saves us. It's the Holy Scriptures that we follow. The Holy Scriptures of the New Testament Bible are the doctrines of the New Testament Church. And we who belong to God will not follow another voice. We will not follow the devil, the Antichrist, We will cling to the Word of God, for it is the Word of God that is our salvation. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.